Welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So, it's just so you understand, I mean, the Hubble is still running. The Hubble runs on, I mean, it just has lenses, you know, so... Optical, wait, wait, optical lenses. Go back because it must be twenty years old, at right? Least. Yeah. So think of the technology from then, which I remember when that went up, and that was the best thing since sliced bread. Oh. Technology, cutting edge, yep. and nothing like it. It was going to be phenomenal. And now, fast forward twenty years, you can almost take as good a pictures with your cell phone. They're actually so the the Webb telescope is an infrared telescope. Right. So it's not using optical lenses. It's actually pulling images using infrared and it's measuring that. But they uh, they just pulled an image from a star 400 light years away and a planet around it. Isn't that something? That's a big planet, two and a half times the size of Jupiter. Uh, but it's interesting, half times larger. But that's not the question that you Does just asked. Does that mean the aliens are bigger? Maybe they're stronger because the because the gravity, gravity is so you know you know so when they come to Earth, they're super beings just like Superman. Well, it'd be kind of like uh, the locker room scene at the end of uh, Men in Black. Yes. Yeah, it would, they're in the little locker, and the aliens are ginormous. You really believe in this? What happens in movies eventually comes true, don't it you? Does though? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> There's a lot of proof to it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, just from the tech side, look at all the cool stuff that shows up. And then some engineer is like, you know, that's probably possible. You know, yeah, the next thing you know, we out. got cell phones and we have driverless or driverless cars and, you know, all of this stuff. Flat screens for televisions. I mean, you think about the early days of sci-fi, you know, and, and uh, all of them were flat screens. And, of course, they had to mock that stuff up. They basically built these huge panels around the crts or whatever that had you know they're huge but they look like flat screens and next thing you know we have flat screen televisions and and now of course it's almost all holographic so if you ever watch you know like the new star trek tv shows or whatever these images that you're looking at are just appearing in the air and that's going to be what's next you're just going to have a, a little device that will that'll project an image into the air and somehow you'll see it. It's kind of like the uh, holographic concerts they've been doing. Yes. Everyone loves Raymond. They were showing that as a holographic image and I could go right up to it and put my hand right through Ray. Really? It was crazy, but yet it looked pretty real. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's like looking at you. I'd say it was more like looking at Yoda in Star Wars, you know, when it <laughs> pops up, right? Uh, but it was it was interesting, and I was looking at that thinking that, you know, sometime in the future, our televisions are not going to be mounted on a wall. It's just going to be a coffee table that when you turn it on, an image will be projected above it type of thing. You don't have to position all your furniture in a specific way around your television, you can just put right. it wherever and put the coffee table in the middle of the room and everybody can see it that way. Though. Wow, will that change so, the decorating industry? That will be amazing. It's a whole new world. You should start on that now. What would I put on that wall, though? That's the question. Interesting. So, so speaking of uh, of the new telescope, yeah, the infrared telescope, um, and that just went up a couple of years ago, which is cutting edge on the 
infrared side of things. Um, what's the lifespan of that? Because they didn't expect Hubble to be lasting. No, and in, and in fact, um, if you remember right, when Hubble went up, it had an issue right away. And, yeah. some, and somehow or another, I think one of the lenses was misaligned after it went up. And they were able to fix that remotely, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, because they were talking about doing a space shuttle launch just to fix just it. Just to try to fix it because, I mean, you know, what was it, 200? I don't remember. But the cost of the Hubble telescope was huge, just astronomical to put this thing up there. And then it gets up there, and because of something that went wrong, one of these one of these lenses off a little bit. You know, on social media, one of my favorite places that i follow is is the nasa page the nasa page is amazing because they post all this so with the new web satellite that's up there now it, it again you know the longevity of some of this technology that they're putting up in space is is far out living expectation yeah i think you know i think nasa is really good about you know they come out that's like anything else, I guess. You know, if you want to look like you're a hero, say it's going to last two years, and then it really lasts 10. And I think NASA is a master at that, Well, they actually. figured out that's how the funding keeps coming yeah, from Congress, yeah. which NASA is the one government agency that generates revenue. I think we should put all of our money, all of our taxes should go to NASA, <laughs> and then let them they make, make money. They make money, and then they can fund the rest of the government. That's how I see it. Yeah, so, yeah. so SpaceX is, is building a network. Uh, for cellular service through right. space, so, Starlink, yeah. and uh, now there's a brand new satellite. And just to put it into perspective, satellites are usually fairly small and light because you got to get them up. They just launched one, 3,300 pounds, which is huge. It's a monster satellite. So scientists are already starting to complain about all the stuff we have in orbit now because going back to the satellite, it's making it very difficult to see into space from earth without all the clutter there's yes. a lot of light pollution and clutter you so like a lot of times they'll take time-lapse imagery uh, of space and the problem with that is when you've got all the satellites those wind up as being light streaks on the photograph right so there's this brand new 3300 pound satellite uh, called blue walker 3 and they think it's going to be the brightest thing in the sky other than the moon so, so if you're out navigating the forest and roughing it, there'll be a new North Star. That's amazing. How it's many, frightening, though. So how many pieces of space debris do we have floating around out there right now? That have not hit the Earth yet? That's correct. Uh, 200,000 pieces. Holy crap. So 200,000 pieces between 1 and 10 centimeters, 0.4 to 4 inches. They don't track those. Well, those they figure burn up and that's correct when they, they hit the they, atmosphere. That's anyway. correct, right? So they'll eventually hit the atmosphere. The thing is that we keep adding more to it. Uh, as of twenty twenty one, the United States Surveillance Network was tracking more than fifteen thousand pieces of space debris larger than ten centimeters. Well, I, I when I sit on my deck and I look straight up and I'm looking at the sky, I always see stuff. I always see you know like rocket bodies or uh, the International Space Station. The Starlink stuff is becoming quite a thing now we're coming back from uh well if you think with all these particles and all the small junk um we should see more shooting stars and i just saw one on friday night yep. but was it an asteroid or right was it right jason sent us a little article this morning he wanted your take on uh so amazon says sad workers can shut themselves in 
despair closets. So apparently, Amazon or Apple has had a uh, uh, bunch of suicides from depression and all sort of things, and and uh, there's actually a couple tech businesses in the region that have these. So Digikey, with based out of yep. Minnesota, and Microsoft, they have these rooms. They're they're despair rooms. You can go scream as loud as you want, and nobody's going to hear you. It got me thinking about sound quality rooms in the ergonomics that go into a room yeah. and the tech that's involved with that. So like, you know, the Marvel movies and whatever, when you see, um, you know, people jumping up and then they have these scenes behind them, it's, they're, they're getting away from green screen and they're bringing in the stuff so that when you shoot the stuff, it's actually appearing behind you so, and, and it's, it's just unbelievable. So I'll have to show you some images of what I just looked at. And there's one room that they have that the LED screens are screens are shaped into a cone. And then when you get to a certain point, it's like you're in a sound cone as well. And then you cross this line and it's it's just incredible. It's like everything is just amplified in this cone. So it's very similar to what you're talking about. If anybody was ever to build a theater again, you'd probably build it in the shape of a cone. Uh, something similar like that. Have you ever been into some of these places, like these outdoor amphitheater type of yeah, scenarios? like Red Rocks in yeah, Colorado. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. a, a, the L.A. Bowl, um, Santa Barbara Bowl, it, it, where you, it's acoustic. Really, a lot of places, it, it, movie theaters, again, a, a great example, haven't optimized the natural acoustics right, that are right. out there. That's the, always the thing, right? If you if you fill the room with 200 bodies or 500 bodies, the acoustics change right, a lot because now you're absorbing sound. That's, that's pretty cool. So acoustically, I mean, you talk about the tech side getting into some of these acoustically safe spaces, and now you start thinking about the acoustics and things like this that are dealing with mental health. So do you, does it talk about the scenario of that? Because people can go into these despair rooms, blow off steam and then they're, they're feeling better. And is there some proof to the fact that this helps them or I'm, I'm trying to article. figure this out. Not okay. in the article I read, but uh, it just an emotional release, which most people don't do in public because it's not, Right. Proper. Um, or you don't want to see your coworker but the thing watch is, you melt down. But the thing is, is that you know, unless unless they have it hidden in some part of the area. It would be kind of cool if they put stuff to break in there, though. I think they should have a bunch of letters. So you can I could write the word Steve, and I could just take my bat and blow off a little steam. Fire. So I thought we'd wrap up the show today with the top nine technological trends of 2022. So nine number nine on the list is cybersecurity. Which makes I'm surprised sense. that's not higher. It's surprising to me, too, because I think most businesses need to take that pretty seriously. I would imagine it's not higher because a lot of people just don't take it seriously yet. So I think that's probably why. Eight is 5G. Um, I'm so, And I'm also surprised that it's low as low on the list. But what 6G is already, you know, announced and, and who knows what that's going to take to get set up for that. But uh, seven is the Internet of Things. Seven is the Internet of Things, and some of us are familiar with, things. yeah, Alexa, your refrigerator, your 
you know, smart things. Yeah, your furnace, your light bulbs, those are all internet of gonna, attacks nowadays. Are, a lot of them are coming from the internet of things. Why did your website fail? Bulb. Because I had a million light bulbs trying to talk to it. Wow. That's why. Six is blockchain. That's interesting that that's lower on the list as yeah. well uh, because of cryptocurrency. Uh, five is virtual reality and augmented reality, so that makes sense. Four, quantum, quantum computing. Oh. We've talked about this a lot, and that is starting to come to fruition. A quantum computer, when we, you and I get our hands on it, will be a million times faster than the computer we have now. Isn't that something? <laughs> Three is edge computing, and that's uh, that's a step beyond cloud computing. Uh, two, robotic process automation, so RPA, so robotic process automation. You're seeing more and more of this, like like in fast foods, the robots that are right. flipping burgers and stuff. And right. I think the first one is, is related to artificial intelligence and machine learning. It's the same scenario. These are things that people, jobs that people don't want to do or whatever, and machines are starting to take over in those spaces. So top nine things. You and your movie references I, you all what, the time. They come true. Yes, I, I'm they not do. kidding. Um, actually, I'm kind of curious to see what comes true off of the National Day Calendar TV show. Thank you for listening to The Tech Ranch with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production. 